Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Welcome to another episode of Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky. And folks, we are here today to discuss with you season two, episode three. Yes. uh, Entitled, (laughs) in full seriousness, Grilled Cheeses. Grilled Cheeses, yes. This originally aired October 5th of 2010. Uh... It's a beautiful day to discuss religion, isn't it? Okay. I mean, okay, so two things. One, I've had no sleep for the, <laughs> late tonight or last night. Um, and I watched this episode about two hours ago, immediately mm-hmm. followed by the first episode of the LuLaRoe documentary. Oh! Which is right. not so in itself. I and... also watched this two hours ago, so... <laughs> um, so, uh, forgive me if I m- mix up names and faces and people and shit. Can we just say how the first episode of the LuLaRoe documentary starts with, we have 14 children and only two of them are married to each other? <laughs> Another podcast prepared me for the incest of it all, mm-hmm. and somehow mm-hmm. I wasn't prepared for the incest of it all. God, I love... This is not about Glee. I just love learning about, like, multi-level marketing scams. Yes. And so I ate that shit up. Go watch the LuLaRoe documentary. I have a whole friend group um, that is very into this, especially because we know a couple former MLM uh, uh, participants. We sure do. But we're not here to talk about multi-level marketing or how some people of the LuLaRoe family have married their their siblings. Um, Ew. We're here to talk about Glee. Yes. Arguably worse. Um, right, jury's out. Um, and we have this intro that's like, here's what you missed on Glee. And it's all stuff from the first season because we're bringing back, clearly, uh, Bert's, Bert, Kurt's dad, Bert. Yes. Bert and Kurt. Um, and we're also bringing back Furt, the combination <laughs> of Finn and Kurt. Also bringing about Furt, which is a terrible word. Um, it is. And uh, we also get a little bit of uh, Sue Sylvester's sister, Jean, who we love. Yes. So we know we're in for some emotions today. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Ian, going into this episode based on the title alone, which you knew from last last time. Right. Did you expect uh, heavy religious themes? I didn't know what to expect. That's fair. Grilled then... cheeses isn't exactly a... And then when, giveaway. Like, yeah, and then like when all was said and done, I was like, that was exactly what I probably could have expected. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so as per the episode's namesake, Finn decides to make a grilled cheese on the old George Foreman grill, um, even though mm. he dried his sneakers on it, which is very on brand for Finn. Uh, yeah. Well done, writers. Um, <laughs> and half of his che- grilled cheese makes Jesus... He sees Jesus in the grilled cheese. Ergo, grilled cheeses. This was like a whole thing for a while, like the phenomenon of people seeing Jesus in their food. I think it was specifically toast, actually, which is probably why they went with the grilled cheese. I remember something about a tortilla. 
Ooh, seeing Jean- Dr. Tia? You know what? Oh, God. I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was just, like, a different... Maybe it was just a different TV show from, like, Nickelodeon from when I was growing up that, like, they saw the Mother Mary in a tortilla. Oh, if you Google Jesus tortilla, there is a non-zero amount of pictures of Jesus in a tortilla. <laughs> um, the first I sighting of Jesus in a tortilla was in 1977. That was the first? I mean, I will say, this does look a lot like Jesus. <laughs> that absolutely does. But seeing it through the computer screen, it also... Well, okay, that looks a lot like Jesus. The first one, show me that again. It also just I looks mean, like John Lennon. Oh, I was going to say Cher. <laughs> it also looks like Cher. <laughs> Anyone who has had long brunette hair, this right. one I think is a bit of a stretch. I can barely see it, so I'm going to agree with you. But, uh, yeah, so I guess people see Jesus in food. I know there's been Jesus toast, and so they were yes. like, we'll just take that one step further. Just Grilled Jesus is it. a pretty good pun. Yeah. Um, I do disagree with Finn's choice to use a fucking George Foreman grill to make a grilled cheese. Okay. Um, I just think of them as meat cookers, you know? Like, the whole point of them is supposed to be that it drains out all the fat. Okay, yeah. And I, I also assume they don't work, because you can find at least four George Foreman grills at any thrift store you walk into. Like, huh. every thrift store I've ever been into has had, like, like Salvation Army Goodwill, not, like, bougie boutique ones. If you're sure. going to one of those, you're guaranteed to find at least one, if not four George Foremans. <laughs> Somewhere between one and four guaranteed. <laughs> yes. Also, George Foreman, I think, named all of his children George Foreman. And if that's a rumor or a lie, I'm sorry. I'm going to continue to believe it. (laughs) Doesn't matter if it's true or not. So Finn very quickly finds religion based on this picture. He says previously he had only worshipped, and this was my first question mark of the day, (laughs) Eric Clapton and Ocho Ocho Cinco, who I just looked it up, appears to be a football player. Yes, um... I, I I mean uh, we we all know about Clapton here for better or for worse, but um, we do know about Clapton. I don't believe that Finn knows about Clapton. <laughs> I kind of do because he's kind of in like the seventies rock gods of uh, yeah. What he would probably guess, know from his limited music knowledge, I buy that. I just find it hard to believe that Finn has any taste in music whatsoever. Valid. Even though we'll although get we, back will to get that. To, oh, we will okay, get to oh man, okay now I'm excited. Okay, okay now I'm excited. <laughs> Okay. We've um, touched upon a point here. Yes. Um, so, Ocho Cinco, I assumed, was a hip-hop band. Turns out to be a sports ball player. My that, bad. You know, okay, here's the thing, though. I don't blame you for making that leap. That is a clear A to B um, link. However, I knew about it because, like, I had a history teacher in my, like, senior year of, co- of high school that spent a, a lot of time, as you might say, a non-zero amount of time, Talking mm-hmm. about this guy, Chad Ochocinco, because he changed his last name to the number on his jersey, which is 88. But Ochocinco oh, is not 88. Well, it's his number was 85. Oh, you're right. You're I, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 85. That's yeah. what. Because I yeah. took French like the pretentious snob that I am. Oh, good. Um, Maybe you can help me later in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, Finn finds Jesus and um, prays that they win a football game. And my question here is, like, what happened to all the single lady stuff? Did Coach Beast put the kibosh on it? Uh, I think the real answer there was that it was a funny goof and everyone forgot about it because it's been a full season. Yeah, um, I know you're Because right. we haven't seen... Kurt has not been... He was mentioned as to being on the... No. I wonder oh, right, if... right, right, right. Kurt con- quit. It was all contingent upon He quit upon canonically. Kurt, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do think that there's something about this being like tw- 24 episodes of this show like 
21 about yeah or 22 and ryan murphy's like it's just time to piss off religion like let's go for it i have so many thoughts on that kind of thing so let's continue on so his prayers come true they win the football game um thank you grilled cheeses thank you grilled cheeses and then we cut to bert's shop um Mm -hmm. kurt drops off a very healthy breakfast for his sort of canonically luddite dad um yep and then um, wanted his regular breakfast of two slim jims and a coke which much like eating arby's at 10 in the morning that's the perfect road trip breakfast but you can't have that if you're not in a moving vehicle it all comes back to arby's um (laughs) this is actually the season of arby's yes i'm here for it except i'm not (laughs) you would you would not do well at an arby's i would not do well in an arby's um curly fries okay i'll take that um and Bert and Bert tells uh, Kurt, oh god, that doesn't get easier. Um, nope. That uh, they're gonna do Friday night dinner with Carol and Finn um, mm-hmm. because we have to revisit that, of course. Great. Um, Fine. And um, Kurt doesn't want to do it. Kurt always has plans for Friday night dinner, uh, not to be confused with Mean Girls Friday night dinner. Um, or Gilmore Girls Friday night dinner. Gil- that's what I meant. I'm sorry, but yeah, Bert's disappointed. Like, he legitimately ends the scene with, I'm disappointed with you, which right. I thought was a bit harsh for a teenager who just has plans. Right. I'm curious if you... So, at first I thought the vibe was Kurt's been avoiding these Friday dinners because he's vaguely uncomfortable with eating with Finn and Carol. Like, he's that's the part that was upsetting him. But then it sort of... They didn't delve into that, so I was like, maybe he is just busy? Like, maybe he really does just have a lot of plans? Like, he's a teenager. Uh, yeah, it's a I Friday mean, night. I yeah. can see that. I mean, like, I thought they were going to go somewhere with the stepmom of it all, and they did not. Yeah, me too. I... That was, like, one of my final notes of this, was we could have used more Carol in this whole thing. We really could. She got one line and a half shot of her face, and it was not enough. Not enough. Justice for our angel. Then we go to the Glee Club practice... <laughs> All right, this was the first scene that had me fully, like, laughing out loud. <laughs> Go on. So Finn stands up. He's like, I have an announcement. And yep. um, uh, Puck immediately, like, makes it homophobic by being like, are you coming out? And Finn chooses to be like, well, there is a man that has recently come into my life. And then there's this perfect shot of Kurt being like, oh, hello? <laughs> right. And then he says, it's God. Or And then you have the shot of Rachel's face, who's, like, fully hearing for the first time that her boyfriend has embraced the Lord. And then Puck goes, oh, that's worse. Yes. And then <laughs> Mercedes and Quinn are, of course, into it. Um, yeah. And Puck, like, espouses his uh, views on religion and spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um because he meets God whenever he makes out with a chick. And then they cut to Brittany with a very mm-hmm. interesting glance. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. what that's about. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like, once again, Glee, camera angles mean something. And sometimes I think you get it. And sometimes I think you don't. <laughs> I don't think they mean what you think they mean, Glee. No. Um, and then, but le- um, fi- go on. Finn is like, I would like to uh, honor my newfound religion by devoting a week of glee club lessons to to him to jesus okay which you're like okay and then mercedes is like oh yeah i see no reason why we couldn't get a little church up in here and i'm like i I see a reason and it's called the law but (laughs) and we'll get to that as well later on but um did find it funny that puck was like i only do songs by jewish artists okay and i also the k was me going 
Yeah. Okay. Um, um, I also found it fun that uh, Finn was suddenly really ready to become an anti-Semitic person when, when Puck is like, I don't, I'm a Jew. And he's like, you talking about, you talking bad about Jesus? He's like, Finn was ready to fight. I'm like, hey, that's anti-Semitism. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a not cool. That's not cool. Um, Neat. <laughs> um, but then it segues to Billy Joel. Almost apropos of nothing. Just be- Truly apropos truly, of nothing. Just because he was like, it was literally like, I only do Jewish artists. Anyway, here's Wonderwall by Billy Joel. And <laughs> you know me. Mm-hmm, I do. I, I'm sorry, everybody that I grew up with around in proximity of, I'm not a Billy Joel fan. Too I, much Billy Joel. It's just, it's just omnipresent. Like, yeah. Um, and so I don't care to watch him sing Only the Good Die Young. And then there's choreography with it. Um, this really felt like one of two things to me. One, it was that Puck, the guy who played Puck, went up to someone and was like, I haven't had a song this season. And they're like, all right. How about a little Billy Joel? This, this, could, this and he was episode like, yeah. could use a little punching up. <laughs> or the episode was running short. They're like, we got we got like two minutes to kill in this episode, guys. How about a little Billy Joel? I do love that idea that they were like, okay, well, after the... Because I did say it looked mad shoehorned in there. So I totally love the theory mad. that like he was like, hey, I haven't had a song. They were like, well, we have a, we, I, I guess we could use a, a couple minutes at the beginning of... The, so uh, they shot this the after act. everything else was yeah. done and just stuck it in. Yeah, but... I do think that, I correct me if I'm wrong, Only the Good Die Young is a song about Billy Joel trying to get girls to sleep with him, right? Probably. Like, I honestly, here's the thing. I hear a Billy Joel song and I tune out. I couldn't. I'm pretty sure. I don't know what any Billy Joel song is about except for Always a Woman, and that's because I've used it for auditions before. I thought this the title was going to be pretty self-explanatory. Um... They're always a woman, I guess. Uh, (laughs) I I think what Billy Joel is singing about in Only the Good Dale Young, because there's a line that says, like, Catholic girls are way too late or something. So I think it's about going up to a girl who believes in Jesus and saying, I understand your religion does not want you to sleep with me, but have you considered sleeping Sleeping with with me, me, Billy Joel? (laughs) (laughs) And of course I also imagine Only the good will die young. I imagine him... Doing that as, like, the 74-year-old man that he is now, too. and uh, Exactly. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Yuck. Um, I mean, it's a great song to start Jesus Week off with. That's true, though. Like, it did have, like, young pastor energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it did, and not in a good, like, oh, Not in a yeah. good way. This, this, yeah, there's a lot of that in this episode. But Big yikes. But I don't care about the song. Let's talk about Bert having a heart attack, I guess. Um, sure. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, no one likes to see it, but no it happens. One, and, like, here's the thing. Like, this whole part of this whole plot, the whole, like, is my dad going to live or not? Bert mm-hmm. has a heart attack. Yeah. The weird part about it is that, like, somehow Emma is the first one to know about it. Emma so... goes to Will. Will yes! then takes Kurt out of French class. With Emma there still, Emma by there. the way. But, like, no, it's not the principal no at any point um and then the three of them are at the hospital um don't they have jobs right like all three of them and i thought kurt's acting in this scene was awesome and yes. i think like the saving grace of this episode for me 
was all of the acting around that. Yeah. And, like, God stuff, take it or leave it, but, like, the way that everybody played off of, like, that central idea of, like, we're here for Kurt, that made That's it That's what okay worked. Yes. I do say, I will say that back in the breakfast scene, Kurt shows up with this healthy breakfast for his dad and says literally, like, out loud, like, you can't eat like that, you're not a teenager anymore, and, like, basically mm. is like, what if you have a heart attack? Right. And then he does, so, foreshadowing, I guess? Sure. Um... I had the same exact note. I buy that Emma might be the first person to know. It seems like the guidance counselor might be who is the one, one that would, would have call. To break the news. Yeah, or maybe they called the school and then the school was like, "This is Emma's job to break distressing news to students." Why she then wasted time to go get Will to then both of them go get Kurt? Like I understand because maybe we... it's like, oh, it's a teacher that Kurt trusts, but, like, it all felt very, like, a waste of everyone's time. Especially because we just had this whole episode where Emma's like, hey, Will, kindly back off, I'm dating John Stamos. Yeah. I guess Kurt comes before that. Um, I did wonder what Kurt was saying in his French class. I don't know French. Um, I probably could have paid better attention, but I just saw the subtitle speaking in French, and my I kind of broke my brain because I was like, isn't there only Spanish class here because Will is apparently a Spanish teacher? That's true, and I thought Kurt was in his Spanish class. I did too. Anyway, mm, maybe it was... Continuity errors, Ryan Murphy. Exactly. It's but like yeah. fully, like Chris Colfer's acting in the hospital, where you also like think about the fact that um, Kurt hearing that his dad is, like, catatonic and isn't, like, necessarily guaranteed to wake up, that that would essentially... That, not even essentially. Kurt's basically hearing that he might become an orphan. Because, like... Right. Yes. His mom is... His mom is dead, now his dad's dying, and then he would be truly, like, alone in the world. Because whatever his dad's doing with, like, Carol and Finn, that's serious, but not official or anything. Right. It's and not so, like he would just go off and live with them. And... I did find it weird that we started this episode on a, a goof about a grilled cheese Jesus, and we sang a fun little Billy Joel song, and then, like, whoomp, dying dad. Smash and you're like, cut. oh, God, yeah, the, the tonal shifts? This episode is not bad, but it has a big problem with switching tones unexpectedly. And maybe that's why it didn't work for me, but... Um... Because in that vein, we go straight from... Kurt finding out that his dad is, like, in a coma from his heart attack, to Finn praying on his bed to touch boobs with someone. Like... (laughs) It was so weird. It was so weird. Like, dear Jesus, I I just have, like... Was this the part where he was like, I don't know if this is, like, a genie where I have three wishes, but my Mm -hmm. my wish number two is please let me touch my girlfriend's boobs. They're not even that good boobs, but they are still boobs. Like, like what the fuck? Sir, we're going to put a pin in here that you can see some posters in the back of uh, Finn's wall here. Oh, okay. This will become important later. I'm looking forward. One of those posters is a dashboard confessional poster. And okay. then four others I tried to Google oh, but couldn't. Oh, okay. Um, so Finn likes at least enough to put up a poster in his room. Dashboard confessional. Mm-hmm. Cut to Glee Club. Um... Very sweet that Santana and Brittany were like, hey, we're sorry to hear about your dad. Yeah. Fucking love that Brittany had an entire book report on heart oh. attacks, but it was all written in crayon. Crayon. Like, that was a very sweet, like, that was a good way to make a little comedic Brittany moment, but also, like, weirdly very heartfelt. Yes, exactly. 
And then, like, it was kind of, it was actually kind of heartbreaking for Finn to walk in and be like, hey, I'm the last yeah. to know we're sort of a family. Like, that's, that's That also true. really stuck out to me as a tone shift of, like, Finn being, like, making jokes about Rachel's boobs to suddenly, like, having emotions about finding out that his, like, pseudo-dad figure has suffered. Like, it is weird. That's another thing I felt like they mention it once here and then we don't explore it for the rest of the episode. That's a good point. You're like, right, you're right. Much like the stepmom of it all, we don't talk about, like, Kurt not being willing to share this news about his dad with someone who's been growing close. Like, I just feel like they were trying to have a plot about it, and they didn't. Right, especially since Finn, like, sits down next to Kurt and tries yeah. to comfort him, and Kurt won't yeah. have it, which I get in the moment. But Kurt's it, having right, a lot of feelings. It would have been cool if, um, I don't know, there was some sort of coming together meeting halfway by the end between Kurt and Finn. That would have been cool. Um, I thought that's where they were going to go with this, and then I was like, wait, this is not where they go with this. Mercedes sings a spiritual song and has Tina and Quinn help her out, okay? And then proceeds... I didn't pay attention for most of this song. Um, I think it's... I think it was the the last single Whitney Houston released before she passed away. Um, Okay. My note here for this song, which is, I believe... Oh, what's it called? Hold on. I look I can to find you. Very fast. Yes, I look to you, which sounded like Mercedes sounds fine, but yeah. if I heard this song on the radio, I would skip it. Same. <laughs> Sorry, Mercedes. Sorry, Whitney Houston. Um, yeah. My, my, I didn't realize it was Whitney Houston. I thought it was just a church song. So I mean, yeah, it's definitely gospelish. Um, but my, I mean, my big question is, where did they find a harpist? Yeah, most jazz bands don't just have a harp with them. Right. Um. Yeah, it was nice, I guess. Um. Yeah. I read somewhere that it felt like Mercedes, or rather Amber Riley, wasn't, like, feeling the song as much as one needs to feel it to make that, like, song hit. Okay. It felt too much like performing and not enough emoting, and so maybe that's why it didn't connect the way sometimes Mercedes makes you want to, like, cry or... Sure. Or, like, break out in goosebumps. It was just like, this is fine, which is a pretty low low score for a Mercedes song, which is to say still better than most other things. Valid. <laughs> No arguments there. Um, and then it kind of turned into this thing where Kurt was just kind of denouncing religion altogether. And, yeah, and like how he doesn't believe in God. And I mean, perhaps I'm also, um, my view of this might be colored by like the most recent season of American Horror Story, which I just truly do not like. Both mm-hmm. that whole season and this sort of feel a lot like Ryan Murphy just writing his views in the script and saying here actor say this it kind of felt very much like these are my views on religion Mm -hmm. even though the like the point isn't to denounce all religions no but it felt like something about that speech kurt said felt like his like the point of view that he was trying to get across right like so i was reading about this episode and like ryan murphy talked a big game about this episode being like it's gonna be our most controversial episode of glee yet because we're tackling such a big subject and we want to really make sure that we're not coming down on one side or the other like there's a quote that's like we had other writers read through the script and for every anti-religious sentiment we made sure there was a pro-religious sentiment to like to like counteract it which feels like a weird way to be talking about religion and that it has to be a scale that's balanced yeah and at the end of the episode, it sort of feels like being not believing in God still like is the 
wins is like the right view like right kurt kurt kind of realizes oh i've been sort of a dick about people and their beliefs but i know i'm still right but i'll just not be a dick about being right right i Um, agree with you on that so it's weird it's they did try to tackle a big subject and they did better than it was not quite as one-sided as maybe other shows might have it be but yeah you can definitely tell which way the writer leans it still shows and then we have Figgins' office for a quick second. Sue has a problem with the spirituality lesson, which she knows about because she has cameras everywhere. That's very funny. Yep. Um, I mean, she said the same thing I said, like, uh, you can't teach about God yeah. in public school. And I was like, that's true, you can't. Right. Um, and then she also says this country is not a monarchy. Trust me, I've tried. Also very funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. We got Finn and Rachel um, wanted okay. to... This so first of all, remember we talked about how Finn has and when he's praying behind him on his like slanted attic wall dashboard confessional poster. Yep. Now we are at a different angle. We are looking at his bedroom wall a different way, which means different wall. Second dashboard confessional poster. Uh huh. Finn. Finn likes dashboard confessional enough to have two different posters of them in his room. Yes. Something about this, I. I don't know exactly what this means. I know vaguely about what songs Dashboard Confessional has. I'm very quickly trying to look it up yeah, so I can too. tell you at least one. Um, Vindicated is the one I was thinking of. And Screaming Infidelities. Okay, yeah. Is, is Dashboard Confessional secretly a Jesus one? Or is that a different one? I don't one? think so. Are you thinking the Postal Service? Um, I might be thinking Reliant K, too. Okay. I mean, they're not not a secret Jesus one. Huh. All right. The lead singer of them seemed to have previous been in a hard a post hardcore Christian outfit. Fine. Interesting. Well, all right. Um, I'm just saying there's something very telling about the set dressers being like Finn needs two dashboard confessional yeah. posters. Besides that, this whole scene was wild. It was because. Finn sits down, or, like, Rachel sits down with Finn and goes, let's discuss your relationship with Jesus, your newfound relationship with Jesus. Because when she has kids and multiple Tonys by the age of 25, she wants to raise her kids in the Jewish faith. This is, like, all of the second time in the season and chain, like, the full season one and Mm. three episodes, that we even discuss Rachel having any Jewish roots. That being said, I don't even know if Leah Michelle is Jewish. I know she's I Italian, she I think. Liam, Michelle. Jewish? Question mark? Uh, her mother is an Italian-American with ancestors from Nova Naples, while her father is a Sephardic Jew. Okay. Mm. Sure. Sephardic. Interesting. Yes. Um, uh, one of the... One of the related questions is, are Dina Menzel and Liam Michelle friends? Aw. But yeah. Anyway, so yes, she's she's Jewish enough. Um, she does imply that she thinks she will not have sex until she is twenty five and having won those Tonys, which upsets Finn greatly to hear. Right, and then he ultimately like agrees to whatever Rachel wants, albeit kind of ignorantly because he calls yes Temple Jew Church, which I don't love. Um, no, it's missed the mark on that joke, but. Yeah. It doesn't matter because the boob wish was granted a full-on throwback to Spring Awakening yet again. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Down on the hay bed, and up, up and at him. Um. I, I, I watched this and like fully had to like take three steps back for myself and be like, this is if not a TV show, is it a sixteen-year-old girl who negotiated a touch of boobs? With another 16-year-old in exchange for agreeing to raise their hypothetical future children in the Jewish faith. I believe it. It's Take not outlandish Take three steps back and think about it. Uh, you're, I guess you're right. It's When you're like that age and you're like, we're going to be together forever. Let's agree to raise our kids Jewish. Okay. Also, what'd you get on the calculus test? <laughs> like. Oh, you got an A. Our kids should be Jewish, and also there's pizza for lunch today in the cafeteria. Like. Also, if you're nice to me, I'll let you touch a boob tonight. Yeah, I mean, that I buy. Like, no offense to uh, high school girls, but there is a lot of bargain using using uh, different levels of bases as a bargaining chip right. is not an unheard of tactic. Right. With apologies to females. Um, but soon you need to know what's going on thing. in the Glee Club. We're back to this now. Um, yep, fine. Because, like, she has Brittany and, as she says, jugs the clown. Which is probably problematic, but I just thought it was really funny. Um, because that's Santana. Um, yep, obviously. So Brittany and Santana, like, she wants them to... She, like, she's not asking them to be her spies necessarily, but she's having them give them the dirt on... Asking for a progress report. Yeah. And then, like, Sue, and they tell, they tell Sue about how everyone's treating Kurt, which is, like, a good thing. And, and yeah. she actually talks to Kurt and asks him about his father, and, um, but at the same time wants Kurt to complain about the whole about, yeah. Glee Club doing spiritual songs. But she wants to be his champion. Yeah. I actually found a lot of this kind of interesting, like, Back when, a couple scenes ago, when Mercedes finishes her Whitney Houston song, Kurt, like, drops, like, thank you for singing that nice song, you sounded nice, but I'm an atheist. Right. And, like, I think it's, like, Tina who goes, like, what? Like, it's, like, a shocked moment for it. Kurt reveals he's an right. atheist. It's not everyone being, like, oh, okay. Um, That's, like, a startling piece of information. And then when Santana is talking to Sue, even when she says, oh, yeah, we're, we're learning about spirituality, like, she says something to along the line of, I don't see, like, a big deal with it. Also implying that, like, Santana thinks... There's just a lot of, like, passive understanding that believing in God and having an amount of religion is the norm, and that Kurt is outside, and Sue, therefore, right. outside of the norm for their belief of no God. Which is interesting, because, like, the only ones that are really canonically religious are Puck and Quinn, um... Like we t- Mercedes has like mentioned church before, sure. like, but it wasn't like a whole character trait. Like, no, say, and like so the fact that like Tina kind of was jumping in there, um, yeah, is a little bit Santana. out of left field. Santana, I kind of get because she was in the Virginity Club, um, right? But, but even then, and like, and even then, Emma comes like rushing in to talk to Sue, being yes. like, "You can't do this! Like, how dare you take this away from Kurt when people are trying to make him feel better?" Which again, like, Kurt's being a kind of an asshole understandably i would say right i get it he's not asking for this so emma coming in like being very indignant about them not being allowed to sing prayer songs i don't know it, yeah. it all felt very weird to me that might uh, yeah, just be same. my upbringing of like 
no religion upbringing makes it hard for me to understand about i mean kind of the same religion same with me too just because like jewish upbringing like alone like not learning about any other religions like i get it um and sue kind of explains here like why she is an atheist as well and it has to do with her sister who as we know um like is older and living in a home for uh adults with special needs yeah um and talks about how she prayed and prayed and prayed and nothing changed uh, the fact that people were just cruel to her sister, who is her right. hero. Um, yeah. And it's not that she wasn't praying hard enough, it's that no one was listening. Prayer isn't moral, it's cruel, it's as arrogant as telling someone to believe in God despite their descendant de- their descent into hell. Which, like, mm-hmm. the acting in the scene was so fucking awesome. Like, yeah. Th- Emma and Sue come to an agreement, like, as humans to look out for Kurt. But this is yeah. still so, like, Ryan Murphy pompously, like, fitting yeah. in his views on religion, despite the incredible acting. And, like, yeah. I, just, I, I just didn't love that piece of it. Yeah, you can read, the bias is all over it, and Ryan Murphy saying, we're trying to make an episode that celebrates people who believe in God and people who don't and people of all religions, doesn't really land, because all it is is him being, like, well, Kurt's gay, so of course he wouldn't believe in God. Right. And, and Sue, like, Sue has a sister with, like, special needs, so of course she wouldn't. Like, it's, it does really feel like one side is right, and even if they learn to be more understanding, they're still right. And at the same time, if you're listening to this and you see the completely opposite side of it, please let us know. We'd be interested to hear what yeah. your thoughts are on that. Um, gleaglassofetrickgmail.com. I'm sure there's episodes of TV that have done somehow a worse job tackling religion i think this is probably not the worst i don't think it was horribly offensive in one way or another i agree um my view is biased because again uh raised a heathen um (laughs) but i guess same technically uh, anyway um depending on who you ask i suppose right um but yeah the, the glee club is annoyed because last week they were too sexy now they're too religious they can't win yeah will says we can't sing our spirituality week and i think santana goes i hope you're happy kurt and he just goes having the week of my life actually yeah which I, is, I caught that which oh. i'm like that was a pretty good line right good reading chris colfer is really acting his ass he's off acting his ass off he's carrying this episode on his skinny little back and he's doing terrific yep. um and then pin pin phrase finn prays yep to Jesus again um i forget about what but mean uh, was this about that he wanted to be uh uh a quarterback, quarterback again, again. I think. okay that was this one yeah he prays again and then puck comes in and it's like don't worry man i've been praying too i've been praying for kurt because i think even though i'm not sure how i feel about like going to temple i think it's an important thing to do yeah and that's when finn realizes he truly has been uh using the lord as a genie and wishing for very superficial things you might wish for in, like, a fortune cookie. Right. (laughs) And you can see it on his face as he realizes it, too, which I thought was very funny. When he's, like, when Finn's going, like, oh, no, am I a bad person? I already wasted my three wishes on cheese Right. And Puck, (laughs) Puck, who's an asshole, has been, like, trying to pray for actual health of someone. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And then we just, like drastically cut to all right okay so this was the this was the reaction i expected we cut to rachel and finn outside having a a picnic-ish sort of deal 
where Finn is like, why are we outside? And Rachel is like, this is where we can be most connected to God. And also, <laughs> and also this is where Yentl was when she sang it. I, like, <laughs> hey, why are we here? It's because it's the only place I can sing Barbara Streisand without being yelled at by my neighbors. Basically. So this is where we get to an incredibly... To me, odd cover of, of Papa, Can You Hear Me? I agree. I 100% agree. And I have a question, which is, okay, obviously, I knew this with Barbara Streisand. Yes. I don't know the context in which this song is normally sung. Okay. Do you know it? No. Okay. My mom What's does. What's this from? It's from, it's from Yentl. What is Yentl? I don't know. How do you even spell Yentl? Okay. Y-E-N-T-L or Y-E-N-T-E-L? Yes. Just uh, Y-E-N-T-L. Yentl? Yentl. Uh, it is based on a short story, Yentl the Yeshiva Boy. Oh, there's a lot of... Okay, Mandy Patinkin's in the movie, though. Good. Okay, there's no context about why she's singing about this. Okay. So, okay, so this answered no questions, but the context in which Rachel Berry is singing... Jenna Kate Monasoff. I know! Let us know... <laughs> What Please is going? What is supposed questions. to be going on here in the source material? Why is Yentl? Because it, based on my context clues, it sounds like a song where Barbara Streisand is singing to her dead father yes, in the sky. That that much I know to be, I guess, true. Okay, which means that in this context, Rachel Berry is singing a song for, for a woman singing to her dead father in the sky, but instead saying, "I'm singing this for my friend's dad who is not dead yet." It, Which seems like a bad choice of song. It, it truly. It truly felt like we need a song. We need something religious. We need mm-hmm. a father figure in there. And we need it to be a Jew song because Rachel's be a Jew. She's already done Barbra Streisand. Yeah. Sounds good. Yentl's pretty Jewish. Plug that in there. Yeah. Um, Finn, I will say, looks appropriately confused by the situation at hand. As Finn I... is all of us, it turns out. And then it cuts to her still singing Papa, Can You Hear Me? I think she's in singing- In the hospital. Oh my god. I think she's singing it well? Question mark? It's yeah, fine. Yeah, she's singing it fine. I just don't, I don't care like it. for this song. Imagine you are a medical professional. You are a nurse, and you're walking down the hall, and suddenly from a room, you just hear a young woman- Fully belting out songs from Yentl. <laughs> and you're like, I don't even like Yentl. Um, and why is she... This man, that patient's alive. Why is she singing this song about a dead dad? Also, that's not her dad. You're assuming also that whatever nurses are walking by have, like, a knowledge of Barbra Streisand and or yeah. the Barbra Streisand uh, filmography catalog. It's like, just, And then also, you know that the patient's son is just glowering outside while... Like, no one is happy here. This She's so loud. She's so loud. Papa, can you hear also, me? Yes, I can. You're screaming in also, my face. she's so serious about it. Like, she's, she's so, so serious. If I was like, I walked by and I'd be like, y'all, that girl in there is really fucking serious about really this loud. song. I'm sorry. I can't get her like, to stop. Do we, do we need to get a psychiatrist on this floor? Oh, Papa, we can hear you and we don't like it. Um, and like I totally get that like it's it's clear that Kurt's mad that everyone's praying yeah. at and around and for his father but like I if I were him I'd just be so mad that my friend is just yelling at my dad who's in a coma do you thought it, I do think it was cool that he hired someone to do acupuncture Yeah I this was definitely Ryan Murphy's like I 
and go like I accepting of all religions. Look, this one's Easter. Yeah, but, right, like they mention Sikh ones and they mention Muslim ones yep. in the same breath. They, um, um, and that's it. I do think that uh, Rachel, Mercedes, and Quinn being like, we're all praying because we all have different denominations and religions, so one of us has to be, right? That was sweet. I like that. And then it ends with uh, him blowing out the candle, and that's clearly yes. a commercial break. But we cut to the football game. And, um, so I guess Sam is the QB at this point. Yes. Who we, we've only heard sing once so far in the season. He's not a singing boy right now. Right now. And they somehow come together on, like, what to do as far as this play goes, and Finn knows what he's talking about because he's the only one who knows how to win. Yeah, Finn was a little Um, bit of a bitch in this scene, I will say. He was a little rude to his quarterback. A little. I don't know how sport huddles work, but it does seem like you're supposed to listen to that one and not necessarily butt in about it unclear what right. finn's current position is mm. that's true too um i don't know but sam gets injured by the 300 pound lineman yes um i think that's what he was he was a linebacker that's the ones that linebacker do the big and then therefore quinn is qb again yeah i also, like have they always been the titans has that always been their team oh name? truly don't know i think that's my okay, the first time God. they've said it i i think you're right they were like we need to make up a baseball team name <laughs> it's just been red before like the syracuse orange were just the lima ohio red yep um i did like this moment of like finn realizing i guess that his his god magic is kind of like a monkey's paw like his wish came true but at what cost at you weren't you weren't specific enough finn and me god right. has has twisted your wish because i'm also a genie there's a lot going on here really is a lot going on here and then we get a no i guess this was in back in uh glee club right Mm -hmm. where kurt sings so gert uh, gert 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 go gert gert go gert mr go gert um mr go gert hummel himself um chooses to express himself with a song and sings i want to hold your hand by the beatles but it's this really beautiful ballad so and what this is, this is not, okay, want to make everyone clear, this is not a Ryan Murphy being like, what if we rearranged, I want to hold your hand. This is Ryan right. Murphy being like, hey, remember in Across the Universe where um, they slowed down I Want to Hold Your Hand and it was a really pretty love song? There was a whole hand-holding moment earlier in the show, let's just take that. You're right, and I totally forgot about that. This is the Across the Universe cover, which, by the way, slaps, um... It does, and, like, I think, I mean, the way Kurt did it was lovely, yes. and the whole flashback sequence of it were... With the baby Kurt, who was just a perfectly cast actor. Yes! And he did his hair move. Note too. He did his hair move. Yeah. Um, my note for this is, this is a beautiful rendition, but a weird song to sing about your dad. Yes, I'll give you that. I think I forgave it all because, like, his acting was so It was beautiful, point, and, like, they did and... set up the hand-holding thing earlier... And, uh, yeah, and, like, the whole flashback sequence actually got to me. I don't Mm. know if I'm just really tired or, like, or I turned 30 yesterday and now I have emotions, but... Congratulations. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, I don't know, like, the whole thing kind of worked for me, minus the Mm auto-tune, because I needed Kurt to be, like, like... Breaking it a little? Yeah, Yeah. like, I needed those, like, crying little vocal cracks. I would, I agree with you. I think that would have made it just... I also think they maybe should have cut out the line where he says to his dad that he wants to be his man. Uh, just because it's a weird right. thing to say to your dad. It's beautiful. Yes. 
Not a dad Weird. song. Not a dad song. Because in Across the Universe, it's all like it's, it's it's a lesbian song. It's a lesbian song. It's a great lesbian song. It's a bad dad song. Yes. But um, Chris Colfer sings it beautifully, and I would listen to it exactly. again. Yes. Um, after that, Mercedes, like, approaches him in the hallway, says, like, hey, you've been closing yourself off. I don't really know how to be my, I don't know how to really be around you. And right. Kurt kind of comes around, albeit a little, like, um, not out of left field, but, like, he, is, like, but he does pretty, like, agree It feels a little out of quickly. left field where, like, Mercedes is, like, because I found out you don't believe in God, I don't know how to relate to you as a friend anymore. And, right, and right, he's right, like, sure. no, I know you were just trying to be nice. Also, like, during the weird prayer room, um, I think Carol has her one line that is basically like, Kurt, this is your friends helping with without you having to ask. Like, they care about you and they're just trying to help yes. any way they can. And he's like, meh, meh, meh. And then I guess he processes that at some point and mm. decides to say, like, these are my friends. Excuse me, they're just trying to help me. And I should, uh accept them even though i don't believe in the same things they believe in which happened a little quick but but he does go to well he agrees to go with mercedes to church because she agreed to uh let the congregation uh kind of honor yeah that day that sounds like something that could happen again neither of us are churchgoers We cut to Finn admitting all of like this genie monkey paw shit to emma yeah he's and we are all emma well he's confessing his god crimes and then God crimes. And then Emma is like, please don't tell me about your boob touching. Um That was really funny. But I do think Emma does a really good job of at her job right here. Sometimes Emma as yes. the counselor doesn't always hit, but I think she is a great voice of reason, a good guidance counselor, basically being like, Look, God yes, a belief in God is fine, um, but he doesn't speak to you through sandwiches and he kinda doesn't care if who about you wanting to touch boobs like right. like i love that she said god didn't let you touch rachel's boobs rachel she let did. you touch rachel's boobs yeah that was yeah. actually a really good line of like also yeah. when she was like well what were you doing and he was like i don't know i got bored because we were talking about emotional shit and he was like she was like oh you showed emotions and girls like that yeah so she let you touch her boobs like it's not rocket right. science buddy <laughs> <laughs> and god didn't injure sam a 23 year old linebacker on steroids did yeah who's expelled now like who's expelled now i basically what emma was saying was like look buddy you're not that special like right which is kind of like an interesting reality check like god cares about you but he doesn't care about the minutiae of your life those were just coincidences he's not speaking to you through grilled cheese no um i do love though this rendition of losing my religion me too i'm so excited Yo. you also liked it i was so worried Yo. i was this was gonna it be another slapped. Girl. um oh man i <laughs> i was afraid too but like reverse i was fully um, prepared to like have to explain that i just love this song and this is exactly in finn's like vocal stylings exactly this was a perfect pick for him here's the question uh okay. i don't think this song is about losing your religion <laughs> Okay. I don't know quite. I tried to ask my Alexa when I was washing dishes, and she just played the REM song for me, which was pretty good. Um, so I like listening to this song, but I don't. It. You know how in the funk episode, um, uh, uh, Terry is like, "Oh, we'll just put funk into iTunes, and that will be a funk song." And right. it turned out to be Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, "Good Vibrations," which is not about funk. Funk. This feels like 
Finn was like, I need a song about religion to let me uh, feel my feelings. And he put religion into iTunes. And this is the song that comes up. Right. I don't know exactly what this song is about. but I I don't either. It might be about fucking. It might be. Thought that I heard you laughing. That's me in the corner. Yeah, I think it's about being obsessed with a woman. Yet another Losing My Religion is a Southern American colloquial expression meaning to lose composure or control. This is about stalking a woman. Oh, big yikes. Or at very least being very obsessed with a woman to the point where you can't control yourself. Still a yikes. So not about God. Thank you, Gene. This is me reading off the genius lyrics very quickly. Um, so my only problem with the song was that like he he did all of like thirty two bars of it. Like I wanted a full. All the songs were kind of cut short this week. Yeah, absolutely. With the exception of um, I don't know the fucking Yentl song. Yeah, we too much Yentl, not enough REM. Agree. And then they're all like, I thought we weren't allowed to sing God songs, in which my answer to that is, this isn't a song about God, this is an R.E.M. song. He could have also sang Shiny Happy People, and it would have been <laughs> roughly the same thing. <laughs> and then he kind of does, like, the typical Finn thing where he, like, puts his hands in his pockets and slouches, and I'm like, I see you. Ah, shucks, um, buddy. Right. But then we're in church, and... It's... What? Oh, I, my note here is it just, hi, church, and I'm like, why did I write that? And that's because Mercedes gets up and oh, it says, goes, hi, hi, church. church. Um, <laughs> like, what? Your note's better than my note, which is just a sinking feeling that in order to fill this black church, like, this is everyone from, like, the five surrounding towns in Ohio. Uh, yeah. You're... This is yeah. the one black church in the greater Limer area. Yeah. <laughs> People are driving yeah. in two hours from Carmel to come to this church. Yup. Oh, I believe that. But they do. And then my next ner- my next note is, uh, take me to church, Mercedes. Um, because she they did a really great rendition of Bridge Over Troubled Water, and that got me too. Yeah, apparently. That got me in my feels. I was wondering, I was like, why are they singing a white man song at black church? Um. And it turned out that Aretha Franklin had done this is this is them covering Bridge Over Troubled Water as Aretha Franklin did right. it. It's one of those songs from like the seventies where like we know Simon and Garfunkel wrote it and originated it, but then everybody else did a version yes. of it. Yes. So yeah. My note here is wow, there's a lot of songs in this episode. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was my thought. I thought it was fine. Um it was better than the first song Mercedes sung. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I mean, this one got me in my feelings. I'm, I'm a sucker um, for a, 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 a church choir. I really am. Oh, hell yes. Same. Um, and then after that, we go to Sue and Jean, and they have a God talk of their own. Yep. This reminded I, me like, a lot th- of, like, the last time we had Jean, where it's like, she's here to humanize Sue, to make Sue have feelings. But it, right. goddamn if it doesn't work. Goddamn. Um, no god damn pun, no god pun intended. Um, <laughs> whoops. Right? <laughs> Oopsie doopsie. And, I mean, like, it's kind of sweet that, like, Jean actually mm-hmm. does believe in God, believes God doesn't make mistakes, and do you want me to pray for you, Sue? And Sue actually says yes, and... I actually, just... that got me, when, like, because yes. this idea that, like, Sue, like, is, gets very emotional when she says, yeah, it would be nice if you prayed for me. This idea that Sue wasn't always not believing in God and she kind of wishes she could believe in God and could have this faith but she just can't because she just sees too much unfairness in the world I guess specifically about her sister I quite like that of like an interesting view of almost reluctant atheism 
Like Right. I think yeah. Which was albeit well done. It was. Like like the here's the thing with this episode, there's some weird big moments and then there's like some a couple like, "Oh, okay, you're you're handling this almost well." Yeah. Almost. And then we cut to the hospital, Curtis talking to his dad, sharing the memory of their first dinner after his mom passed away and it's very emotional, it was, and they had a great it's line. Very emotional. Was like yes. Kurt has this line of like, "I don't believe in God, Dad, but I believe in you. I believe in like us as a team." And it was like very emotional and beautiful, and got me right I where wrote, it was supposed to. I wrote that too. I had that same exact note. Um, and of course, like that's like the big miraculous. Like I jumped over the moon. Yeah. Um, meet me coming back to life. Right. Um, Angel. <laughs> Kurt, I saw turn your mother around, in girl. heaven. <laughs> she said, turn around. Your son looks good. I don't know. Um, but he, like, his hands twitch, and then Kurt very dramatically yells out, Nurse Nancy! Which Nurse Nancy, I come quick. Was, I thought was endearing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's alive. It's wonderful. But then we cut to this final number, which I can only describe as big youth group energy. This number, I just was like, First of all, they're singing One of Us, like, What If God Was One of Us, which right. was, like, the theme song to Joan of Arcadia, I think, of, like, this, oh. which is what I always think about it in. But, like, first of all, they sing this song for, like, a minute tops. Yes. Like, they sing the, like, maybe two bars of the opening verse and then the chorus, and then it stops, and you're like, oh, okay. And Neat. Tina has all two of those bars. Yeah, good for Tina. It's yeah. staged wildly <laughs> what the fuck is going on they're here? all wearing white like it's a cult why is why is quinn like saddled up next yes! to finn quinn, it's like like hanging on him quinn who's putting her body in a full parenthetical position to like align herself and then Brittany on the other side so like it looks like a weird romance no like it looks like either a yes. romance novel or like the beginning of a bad porn and then Oh my god. And then Rachel is like standing here clutching desperately to Mike Chang's arm. Like she's Which, holding by on the, for Mike Chang, life. by the way, who has full, like, full young, cool young pastor vibe. Oh my god. Mike Chang like, does look like he's about to tell me he's down with the G.O.D. Like. Yes. That was 100% what Mike was giving us. And meanwhile, he had zero lines in this No, show. of course. Mike was barely there except for Rachel to hold on to him desperately. Like, almost like she thought it was Finn. It was very weird. Right. Meanwhile, Artie was barely here as well. Artie wasn't really in this episode except to be right. on the football field one time and have one acting shot with his face. Exactly. And, like, it, the whole thing was weird. It felt like we were, like, yeah, we got abducted into a cult where we have to love yep. God or else, and we're also going to get baptized, like, right now. Like, one of those things where they're like, we're going to baptize you right now. We're on the river for some reason. Right. And you're about to become a Jesus man whether you want to or not. And to make matters worse, this whole song, which only takes about a minute, is interspersed with, like, Really dramatically shot scenes of Finn eating his grilled cheese sandwich. Yes! Which I'm like, are you- What the fuck? And I couldn't tell. It's one of those Glee moments where I'm like, Glee, do you want me to take this seriously? Like, this is a really deep <laughs> piece of, like, media of, of a symbolic of, of Finn losing his religion, like that R.E.M. song says. Or right. do you know that it's really stupid to be dramatically playing up this man eating half of a grilled cheese sandwich that is at this point roughly a week old like 
Right, like, this is another piece of really wild, unintentional satire. I can't tell if they meant it or not, but I, either way, I was right. like, I feel like I was high watching that last scene. And, right, and because I don't know, I mean, I'm sure people like this song. I like this song I well enough. I don't care for this song. I do not care for this song. I don't believe that, like... 13 teenagers in 2010 were like, no, we have to do this song. You know, wasn't this song in an Austin Powers movie? I think so. I think the song... I forget which one. Um, one, maybe the second. That's a wild okay. guess. So maybe they were like, we loved it when Dr. Evil sang it in Austin Powers, so maybe we can sing this song? Oh my god. Yeah, because then the whole thing ends with Will, like, staring sadly at his kids singing the shortest version of What If God Was One Of Us and being like, the kids really want to sing this song, Sue. Are you going to report me, get me fired? And she's like, no, because she's also having religious feels. And I'm like, what the fucking world are we in where people are trying to take this seriously? <laughs> yeah, this is so weird. So, so weird. And then the blackout of the episode is Finn, like, Traumatic, throwing... Dropping a sandwich tra- wrapper. Yeah, yeah the, just dropping the, sand- the empty sandwich wrapper. Which was never in a wrapper. It was no. always, like, covered by a saran wrap. Yeah. So. It was just, Continuity. like... Continuity. Is this, is this really the dramatic note you wanted us to go out on? Was Finn eating old sandwiches? Like... And I think I spent a lot of this episode being like, okay, I see what you're going for. I, that, yes. It was a lot of, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think they had a lot of tone problems in this episode between going yes. to jokes that were too much joke and then very serious your dad is dying um yes. i thought there was a lot of music in this episode some of it a worked of some music. of it didn't and mostly i find tv episodes decide to tackle the religions of their characters tiring particularly because for the most part we're never really going to hear about it again like yes puck and, yes. puck and rachel will still be jewish kurt will probably like but there's not and like We'll, I guess, know that Mercedes will have church and Quinn is Quinn. Um, but yeah. it's not going to be, it's not going to come up again. Everyone's feels have, will have reset by next week. And the only thing we have to show for it is that Finn made a sandwich on the George Foreman. So nobody grew, nobody learned anything here. Great. Welcome to Glee. Um, welcome to Glee. In conclusion, could have used more Carol. Yeah, it could have. Um, but you know what this episode was not lacking? Choices of songs. Yes. Can, so, first of all, this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven songs, and every okay. single one of them was released as a single. There's no background songs, no, like, um... Nothing playing on the radio. No, none of those, like, oh, yeah, they sang 30 seconds of it, but Wikipedia's gonna count it as a song. Okay. Every single one of these was performed not in full obviously but they were all performed so let's say and on this crisp october day of 2010 you uh decided to add a little more music to your itunes and i'm I'm setting the scene for you put yourself back in october 5th 2010 it's fall in new paltz and you want to listen to glee music on your walk to class which one of these songs are you going to drop that drop that dollar on? Your choices are... With... Hold on, i got to tell them all, because there was yes, seven course, fucking yes. songs. Only the right. good die young. I look to you. Papa, can you hear me? 
I want to hold your hand, losing my religion, bridge over twelve water, and one of us. I'm going with losing my religion. Correct. Yes. Oh, man. It's just, it's good. He sounds good singing it. It's a good song. It's um, good. I definitely had losing my religion on my iPod because I liked it so much. Um, nowadays, on that one. nowadays, I'll probably just listen to the REM version because it's Agreed. perhaps slightly better. But if I'm gonna listen to one, I I wouldn't be mad if I was listening to my iPod on shuffle and REM's "Losing My Religion" came on and then it hit next, and then the Glee version of "Losing My Religion" came on. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll listen fun. to this one too. Um, second place is "I Want to Hold Your Hand" for when I'm feeling Agreed. like. Yep. emotions but again i might just go listen to the version from across the universe because or they... i would just listen to the beatles version well that one's very fast if you're looking to be in it your is. feels and yeah you're right that's yeah you're right you're you right. want to know a fun fact of like beatles across the universe trivia that i just like now of course that in order to one of the things they did when making that like slowed down cover of i want to hold your hand is i think they actually took the bass line and sped it up so there's mm. like the original bass line is like a sped up version that is in the uh the, the cover of across the universe something like that's that so interesting i i that's cool i have a lot of across i have many across the universe facts and nice and also learned that if you show that to a bunch of teenagers it's just sexual enough to make them uncomfortable i guess that could be used for a good thing if you needed it to be yeah if you need to make teens uncomfortable also chicago is too sexy there's too much lingerie in chicago to make teens comfortable. Okay. There's like, uh-oh, this is Fine. slightly sexy dancing. Okay. It's that, it's uh. that like, a little bit of a peaked kind of thing. I think that's worse for them. Okay. So. Sure. I mean, I saw it when I was, like, 12, so. I mean, we all saw it when we were 12, and we all loved it. Right. And that's why we're here yeah. talking about Glee instead of whatever You're else other wrong, people though. are doing. You're not wrong. Uh. Boy. So the show is at Glee Aggressive, gleeaggressive mm -hmm. at gmail.com. Um, make sure to like, rate, comment, subscribe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, am I missing any of our plugs? Um, you can email us longform at gleeaggressive yes. at gmail.com. Um, bit of a heavy topic today, but uh, e uh, let us know what song... Oh, God. I was going to say, let us know what song you'd sing to your dying dad, but that one's too oh real. Oh, my God. So let me yeah. pick a different one. Um... Let us know what your favorite let us know what your favorite song from Yentl is or what Yentl's about. Let us know what Yentl's about. Let's hey, start let's start at the beginning. Email us about the plot of Yentl. <laughs> Cuz I don't I don't know and I tried to read the uh, the Wikipedia page and I got bored. So uh, also if you feel like supporting this show a different way uh, you can look through the show notes and you can use the uh, tip your creator feature that they talk about at the beginning of these episodes. Yes, please. That's a little. Do. We don't do the monetary plugs too often because mostly we, we just don't. want the exposure. But hey, you know, we will I mean... happily take it and use it for good. Karina, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me on um, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all under the same name at Epic Adventure of. Um, uh, what's happened there? Not much has happened. I, I did comment on a TikTok that is rapidly becoming the most liked comment on a TikTok, and it's embarrassing. Wow. So I would not recommend Congrats. Uh, exposing yourself on TikTok um, in more ways than one. Uh, ah. <laughs> Ian, Ian, where can people find you? You can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, at iBroads on TikTok, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which 
I I set out to make a TikTok so that I could like self promote my stuff, and like I just kind of fell off the bandwagon. It's hard. Um, it is, um, because if I were better about that, I would say there as well that you can listen to my debut album, Clever But Devastating. Yeah! You can listen to it, um, or even buy it if you're so inclined. Wherever you find music, it is streaming everywhere. Um, it has been really wonderful to hear such wonderful, warm uh, responses to it. Um, and uh, enjbrodsky.com. Yeah, stream clever but devastating and hashtag your experience Please. on Twitter with hashtag stream clever but stream devastating. Clever but devastating. Just you. like BTS Army, I know you're listening. Take a break from BTS for a day Look, and do that same thing to Ian Brodsky's album. There was that time I was famous in South Korea, so. South Koreans stream clever but devastating truly Ian. it's i've already told you this not on the podcast but i'm gonna make you listen to it again on the podcast which is you've written a fantastic album uh and i've been listening to it Aww. for however many days it's been out at this point thank which is you several, and we're very you proud so of you oh it shucks it, it means so much to me oh, thank you and if you're ever in the city and ian brodsky's playing a show you should go to it yes please it's a lot of fun apparently yeah and your mom's really proud of you my mom is very proud of me. <laughs> my, my parents were very, very happy last night at my release show. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We hope you will join us. Um, next week, we will be talking about uh, Season 2, Episode 4. We're having a very special episode next week. Yes. So tune in for that, because you'll have a little bit of a surprise. But we are listening to what I'm going to say now. I'm going to bias your opinion. A good episode, I think, which is okay. we are li watching duets. Okay. The title is not as ominous as when I told you the next episode was Grilled Cheeses, but <laughs> it's duets. I so, love it. So tune in next week for a very special episode, although that is to say, Ian, does watching this episode of Glee make you want to watch the next episode of Glee? Not really. Fair enough! <laughs> <laughs>